what is up rugby fans it's scott here at saf pod last week we said we were a little bit nervous for the bot game now i don't know why but before we get to that i need to say a massive apology to none other than mark and who proved me so so wrong by playing a blinder so this is a public service announcement say marco i'm sorry i don't know what i'm talking about i clearly am an absolute idiot but those nerves seem to have returned a little bit and we'll see if chatting to steegs about this weekend's game is going to ease them at all steegs how are we you know what i was about to say when is my introduction coming in the fact that you started talking about other things before you introduced me is unbelievable guys welcome to the podcast always happy to be here it's a boys only podcast for this week it's going to be super short it's going to be impactful it's going to be great and you are going to have a great time and that's exactly what scott says before i was going to say have you <laughs> have you have you said those words before is that, is that... <laughs> don't beat me to my punchline first, <laughs> first you don't introduce me and now you're ruining my jokes how dare you scott how dare you but i'm happy I'll, to see you i'll 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 let you it just it was taking too long Okay, <laughs> taking too long, which is something you've never heard before. So. It's called it's called comedic timing, buddy. You work on that. We'll we'll try again with our guest next week because he'll have something to say about comedic timing. Now, before that's brilliant. That's brilliant. You're the best. <laughs> You're the best at this podcast game, bro. That is brilliant. <laughs> now, big one there. I mentioned it, Steegs. Box blew the Wallabies off the park on Saturday. Arguably, probably could have put up a higher score, if I'm being honest, with only six tries from 20 entries into the Wallaby 22. I wanted to start by looking onto the lighter side of things and asking you, who were your standout performers from, from the weekend? Um, I'd definitely obviously say Arden, sir. I would say, obviously, Fun Starden had a really good game as yeah. well. I was, I was so happy, especially with the way he started, was uh, Marnie Libok. I mean, he's, he started, you could see he was fighting those nerves. It wasn't necessarily getting the better of him, but I mean, you know, taking a quick kick and yeah. um, sort of signs like that, you know, a couple of wide passes and uh, passes and that. You could see he was nervous and he was trying his hardest not to let it get the better of him. But I mean, after the first 15 minutes, once he had a few players go his way and he got that confidence up, he just absolutely shone, um, shone for the for the spring box. Um, who else, man? Like, I, I, I think you know what? An, an all round. I mean, those are the top ones I could think of. But jeez, man! I mean, who? The the, the 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 better question would have been like, who do you think had a bad game? And it's yeah, like no. absolutely no one. You know, it was it was world class. And I think Lubbock, that point, he grew into that game, and he grew into it really, really well. I think, if I'm honest. For me, one of the things that must have really relieved a lot of the, the, the pressure from him would have been Andre Estehazen. Because Andre Estehazen had a cracking game. Best game I've yeah. seen him play in the green and gold. He's been unreal for Harlequins. And the one thing I would say is his growth in his game has been surreal. He is now able to run, kick, and pass at 12, whereas before he was just seen as a big ball-carrying 12. I mean, he's a big human being, so he should be able to carry. But that ability to... The silky hands, man. Like, his ability to put in passes, that pass from him to, to set up Kurt Lee for one of his tries was just ridiculous. So, 
I'll be interested to see if he gets another crack at the 12 shirt with DLND being named this week. Yeah, 100%. I mean, DLND, I mean, you're going with experience. You're going with a guy that's won the World Cup. You're going with a guy that's beaten the All Blacks and has played in those high-pressure um, situations. So, I mean, you're always going to have to go with Dialindi, but Dialindi has something to prove, you know? I mean, he yeah. can't just just rely on that. If he's not playing well, he's going to get slotted out very quickly, you know? So it's it's great to see all these, um, in inverted commas, second-string players. I mean, you can call them second-string players, but they, they perform as well as the, the first choice, you know? And I think what's awesome to see is when these second string players are performing well, all it's going to do is elevate the Springboks where we've had a problem in the past with our depth. You know, when someone gets injured, we slot someone in and and and, and they just aren't a, a test rugby player. But now you look at this, you know, I mean, we were we were nervous on, on last week's pod against Australia and that, but to go and hammer them, you know, is, is unreal, you know, so... It's 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 really going to be exciting to see the the first string boys perform and whether this is just going to completely light a fire under their ass and yeah I'm I'm beyond ecstatic and excited for the All Blacks game this weekend and tell me did you see the uh, the Eddie Jones post match don't be a smart ass mate <laughs> I think it was so funny I, I to be fair I think the question was was a bit on the line but. Oh I don't God. know if it was. I don't know if it was. I mean, here he, he is saying that, like, you know, oh, we, we would have loved to face their their best side and and stuff like that. You know, where it's like it's almost sort of like taking away, you know, from the from the team that's going out. And it's like, dude, don't take away from that team because they just hammered you. They just upgraded you from thirty two twelve to forty two twelve. So, no, mate, no, 42, no, mate, 42. no. I didn't say it was B squad. I said that the Springboks are good at one thing. They're good at winning. They're good at winning. Don't be a smart ass, Is it a Springbok team? It's a Springbok team. I never knew Springboks had a B team. Oh, man, it was so Eddie moans. Eddie moans. <laughs> you know what? Fair enough. I, I do still think he's a he's he's a pretty decent coach and will be... Uh, he could grow into the World Cup, and, and I think we don't need to get ahead of ourselves. But at the same time, what a performance from you know the what? boys. He's- He's one of those coaches that you always give credits to. And he's a funny coach, man. He's got some great comments and that. But when you're playing the booker, you are our enemy. You're our enemy number one. Tell me, what were your thoughts, John Klein? I mean, I think Locke was a bit of a concern middle of the year with with the number of injuries we started getting. You look at somebody like a someone Murat, who was in and around the buck mix getting injured. You have an Edspeth being out for, for a short period. I mean... Jean Klein and RG Sneeman take a bow because they were both unreal, as was at number five lock from, from the Stormers and Marvin Ori. So I think we, we actually just need to take a step back and appreciate the depth that we're building in certain positions. I, I know. It's it's just unreal. I mean, you you sort of, you know, we, we had a couple losses where it could have gone either way the last year or two. But at the same time, it was all about developing these players and, and getting them game time in these massive international games against, um, you know, the likes of France, the likes of uh, Ireland. There were a couple injuries. So you have a couple other guys coming in, you know, the URC, just the amount of rugby that players are playing now and the competition that they're playing is unreal. And it's it's really building and developing our squad depth. And like I say, we haven't really seen squad depth like this in a while maybe the last world cup we were lucky that there, there wasn't a whole lot of injuries prior to the world cup that we were worried about 
obviously now we've got a crap ton of injuries that we're worrying about, but it almost just seems like it hasn't phased the Springbok squad at all, you know, and that is a beautiful sight to see. It'll be interesting to see. One of the things that I thought was quite interesting too was the style of rugby. The willingness to shift that ball was was so great to watch. It's 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 amazing because we still I mean I I we we were chatting literally in, within the first 10 minutes of the game and we were sort of saying that like that aggression and that you know in your face stuff your attitude wasn't quite there in the beginning it started getting a lot better as the game was going on then again we also have you know like Ibn Itzabeth was out I mean he's a huge enforcer you have a couple other guys that would usually play that role as well and just absolutely hammer people but the fact that they started getting into it and the forwards started running those balls um, gaining those extra inches over the gain line. And then, you know, you just look at the Stormers. What, how are they so successful because of the brand of rugby they play? So you have a guy like Marnie Libok coming off um, or coming, starting the game and having that sort of once he's settled in, being able to play it wide and having wingers that can finish. I mean, that try that Aronson finished is he just had no right. unbelievable. He unbelievable. No right. That, that one picture from like the 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 middle by the by the um dead ball line was just like all you see is just Aussie players, it's just yellow shirts. And how a small, smaller guy like that was able to finish is just unreal. And then you obviously have guys like who could finish like in, in Damien Willemse during the season. So the fact that the, the coaches are sort of you know, giving them that freedom when it's available is absolutely amazing. And I mean, the finishing, I mean, we could have finished a bit more. We, we definitely could have put more points on them. But at the end of the day, you know, you, it is Australia. They, they are going to have, um, you know, some shine of, of good defense always. So you, we're going to have a New Zealand side that we are going to be on the five meter line and there will be times where they turn over the ball. It's world-class test rugby at the end of the day. The fact that we were able to score six tries speaks for itself that is still absolutely brilliant regardless how many points we left on the board now a lot of those players have not made it into the block 23 this week with 10 positions being taken up by some of the squad who traveled to new zealand early before i get onto that i'd like to touch on some sad news from the rugby world this week in that ibanez beth's father harry passed away we've also had the tragic news of the passing of stormers and bathman also bristol man nick costard our thoughts are with the costard and etzbeth families and we we just wish them the best and, and hope that that times get a little bit easier now it's never easy to segue away from something like that or move on from something as tragic but i'm gonna try my try my best steegs yeah but might not take the field this week right and and you can understand why whether he does or not, what are your thoughts on the team for this week? And who do you think maybe should have been included from last week that hasn't? So I'm going to just stall a little bit while I pull up the, the team sheet. But honestly, when I saw it earlier today, it was just absolutely incredible. I mean, when you read that lineup, it, it just, you know, it, you can't help but have confidence in the in the game this weekend. Um, I mean, you, you have just absolute, absolute talent on this team. And when when I look at it, I mean, I'm so glad that they that they put in Grant Williams in there. I mean, his his sniping in that this this past weekend was insane. You know, you you, you have a guy like Faf de Clark who's just an absolute machine, extremely good at controlling the game, and then you have someone like Grant Williams. I mean, you, you, you a a Kurbus Reiner coming on 
is almost a very similar brand of, of rugby to a Fuff de Clack, you know, but that Grant Williams just brings absolute pace and being able to snipe it through the gap there, it almost sort of reminds me of a of a Aaron Smith being able to control the game and then a TJ Perinara coming through and just being able to get through those gaps and absent and finish, finish those tries. And, you know, you, you're going to have Grant Williams coming on as the support lines and those runs, and he's going to finish tries when he comes on. And, I mean, apart from that, it's it's just a it's just a beautiful squad, man. To be honest, obviously we have our, our two star wingers from this last weekend not in there, but you know you've you've got to give a, a chance for the big dogs, Mopimpi and Colby, to get on there and really show what they can do and lay their claim to that uh, eleven and fourteen jersey. So, I mean, apart from that, it is just an absolutely amazing side. One question I did have: Phillips is at ten. I don't think that that's too far away from the type of 10 that Marnie Lubbock is in terms of taking it to the line, distribution game, etc. What I do think is maybe slightly different, albeit Marnie Lubbock's kicking this weekend wasn't fantastic, is the fact that Damien Wilmset is not known for having a boot. Now, the Springboks coaches have said they have got the likes of Afaf de Clark, Cheslin Colby, Vili LaRue, and Wilmset, and they're actually just going to make a call on who kicks based on the metrics that come out this week and, and how well they kick during training. Do you think that could be an issue for us, given the fact that the games with the All Blacks historically have been won and lost by a boot or two or three points, whatever it might be? And do we think that Wormstein has retired too early? Because we can definitely use his boot this weekend. I know he's injured, but I, I reckon he could still slot them from 40 meters away with one leg. Oh, no, 100%. I mean... Marnie Lubbock, uh, Damien Willems, uh, you just have to weigh what's more important. You know what I mean? We we are going to get these, these need to get these kicks over. They're obviously going to be working really hard this weekend, you know, getting, finding the kicker that's going to be on, on song for that game. I mean, all those guys that you've mentioned are, you know, veterans in the sense of being in these high pressure situations. Whereas Marnie Lubbock, you know, if, if he has a first 15 against the All Blacks, the way he did against Australia, we, we're going to get hurt. You know what I mean? There's there's going to be um, the the territory. We're just going to be playing in our half the whole time. We're not going to be getting over those gain lines because New Zealand's just going to hammer him. You know what I mean? So I do understand the the aspect of Willems's play, just that little bit more time in the in the green and gold. And he, and he has been able to perform in the past. He's obviously been with the previous World Cup squad. So I think it's probably the right decision. If the kicking is really a problem and Damien Willems isn't having a swell game or any of those backs aren't having a swell game, uh, like a Vili LaRue or, you know, in, in the midfield, you could always slot Marnie Lubbock in and who knows, maybe he comes on and, and saves the day with his boot. But I do think Marnie Lubbock maybe comes on for the last 20, 25 minutes if, if the kicking hasn't been on song and we are down by maybe couple points in that the other position that i think fascinates me is at hooker we've got bongi and Bonambi who had an absolutely class game over the weekend that little ball through the inside off the front of the line out where he put aronso away and then you've got malcolm marks coming off the bench who is arguably one of the best if not the best hooker in the world at the moment do you think that the bot coaches have gone with an approach of, well, Bongi had such a great game last week. Let's give him the first 30, 35, maybe 40 minutes and then bring Marks on in the second half to, to make a big difference? Or do you think that Bongi is just always going to start? 
I, I think Bongi is always going to start. I mean, he's he's been starting for the longest time now. And Malcolm Marks coming on for those last 40, 45 minutes, he, he, he comes on with fresh legs. Half the opposing team is is a bit tired in that. And to have a strong Marks over the ball stealing is just second to none. So, I mean, he, he definitely can make a lot more of an impact coming off the bench than I'd say Bongi would, you know. Bongi starts the game, he's fired up. It, it, it's just the perfect um, situation that they've got going on. You know, Mark Mark's a little bit more quiet, but he just, he, he he does his job quietly, you know, and he does it extremely well. So I think the the way they have it there is just, it, it, it's it's great. It's great. Apart from maybe a few, one or two things they'll, they'll try in these lead-up games, I think we've pretty much got our World Cup squad chosen, picked, and, and ready to go, to be honest. Now it's just about performing and getting a bit of uh, confidence going into the World Cup. Uh, you've talked on Grant Williams, Monty Lebot. Looking at the first six names on the replacement sheet, you've got Malcolm Marks, who we've just mentioned. You've got Thomas the Tank de Toy. You've got Vincent Koch. You've got R.G. Stamen, Peter Steff de Toy, Dwayne Vermeulen. That would be the envy of most, most countries, if not every country. The ability to have six players who could be frontline players coming on and almost being an entirely new pack is scary, especially when you consider the fact that you've got units like potentially Ibn Edsbeth, Lurt Diog, and Franco Mostert, all three tall timber already on the pitch. And then you've got an RG Sneeman and a Peter Steftatoy both coming on. How important do you think it's going to be during the World Cup for us to keep those players fit or have a similar balance going into the World Cup? Yeah, I, I mean, look at with with the depth we have in the in the backline, a guy like Damien Willemser and Billy Larue, and uh, even Cheslin Colby being able to slot in at fifteen. And I mean, you know what? If worse comes to worse, he can just slot in at bloody ten as well. You know, so I think the we we're very fortunate with the utility backs we have that we are able to do the six-two split, which is it, it's great. It's great. And that uh, being able to have six, especially the brand of rugby we play, where our forwards bash it up, they're, they're going to be extremely physical. They're going to tire these guys out because it's a lot more tiring to tackle Oaks and then get back up than it is to run the ball, you know? So if they're just trying to tackle these massive units throughout the game, they, they're just going to get tired. And then that's when we've got more than enough speed and pace on on the on the wings and um, to be able to just swing it wide in that. So I think they've it's just detrimental that we just don't get any more injuries you know we do have those um players those fringe players that could easily slot in and perform just as well but i mean we don't we don't have too many you know and i think just when you look through this lineup how familiar we are with them is just incredible as well it just shows that you know exactly how Rossi said you know 2019 was just a bonus this was the year that they were going to gun for and it makes sense this the squad's barely changed all these guys have been playing for so long. I've got so many caps and the amount of experience that is in the side as well is just unbelievable. And the fact that they won the last World Cup just increases their experience by so much more. So I'm, it's just, you, you, you can't believe how many people in the rugby world are just counting out the Springboks. So we're not counting them out, but just not mentioning it, you know? And that's the thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think it'll be quite interesting. One thing I would say is what was quite interesting from the Argentina All Blacks game is the hard edge that the All Blacks had. They've they've got a bit of an edge back, which I thought was quite interesting. 
And I think it'll be quite interesting to see if they play Shannon Frizzell at six, like they did over the weekend, or if they move somebody like Scott Barrett to six and having the three tall Timbits start. Because I think it's highly unlikely that they'll start, or I think it's highly unlikely that they'll go six two on the bench. So their best bet will probably be to try and negate us at the beginning and then ride it out at the end. So just get a big score on the board and, and hope that we don't chase because historically the, the Springboks haven't chased games well. We're very good at setting a a, a couple of points lead and, and keeping that lead. It's it's chasing where we, we sometimes struggle. Do you think we should be worried about the All Blacks this weekend? But I, I'll put a little asterisk against that because... It's important that the game is not going to be played at Eden Park because of the, I think it's the FIFA World Cup that's happening at the exact same time. So they're going to be playing at Mount Smart, which is historically a rugby league stadium. So you're going from 50,000 people to 20,000 people. It's going to be a small stadium. It's not going to be one that All Blacks are all too familiar with. It's not one we're going to be all too familiar with. Whose hands do you think that plays into? I think I think just the fact that it's the crowd, yes, it's a smaller crowd, but that obviously will play a part as well. You know, it's always going to be their territory. They're used to that air. They breathe that air. So, you know, in that sense, in, even if it's a new stadium or whatever, or the one that they're not used to playing in, they will have that edge in that sense. And I think this this weekend is the most important game for until the World Cup that we have against New Zealand. That other game... You know, it's 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 tough to sort of see a warm-up game between Springboks and the All Blacks, you know, going full tilt at it right before World Cup. So I think some of these games that they've sort of set up are like, ah, I mean, we, we, we're definitely not going to go hard at that. You know what I mean? What if we face them in the World Cup and now we're doing the exact same thing? I think now is enough time where we can go full tilt. If there's a niggle or something, guys can get um, get back into the team and, and get back fit, fit and healthy. And there's still enough time to, you know, sort of look at tactics, watch how they play their games as well. So I think in terms of confidence-wise, this is the game to beat them. I'm not really too fussed about that build-up game before the World Cup. This is the game to beat them. And I, I, I am so much more confident after this last week's performance that we could definitely beat them away again. And that is, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be great. I'm going to be nervous still. It is always going to be the All Blacks. They are always the All Blacks, no matter how bad their performances are or their streak is or something like that. It is always the All Blacks. I'm so, I'm so hyped for this game. I'm so hyped for this game. This is, this is the one that South African fans look forward to every year is the All Blacks. In my opinion, it's the greatest rivalry in world rugby. There's there's that that edge to it. Don't get me wrong, Charlie Hills, I love you, but England, Australia, I just want to, I just, I just don't want to see, I don't want to see the Springboks lose to them. You know what I mean? But there's no other team that I would want to see the Springboks win against. You know what I mean? You don't want to see them lose against those other teams, but you want you don't mind if we lose to the All Blacks. It's the All Blacks, but you just want to see them win because it just means so much more. With that being said, your predictions for this weekend. Let's start with with the one that I'm not sure where you're going to go. Australia, Argentina. I, th- I think I think I'll go Australia. I, I think I'll probably, go. Australia. They'll probably bounce back. I reckon they'll they'll bounce back. What's really interesting too is you've got Michael Checker, and you've got Eddie Jones who know each other really, really well, coaching those two sides. They hated each other or had loads of banter when they when it was England-Australia. 
Eddie's now taken the job that Michael Checker wanted to keep at Australia, and he's now coaching Argentina. So pretty big statement he'll want to make. But I think Eddie will want to wipe the memory of last weekend away. Box and the All Blacks. Oh, obviously, South of Boyd, we're going to go for the spring box, but we, we've been, we've been very, you know what, we, you know, it's going to be a close game and we honest when we say I'm going to be shitting myself the entire game until, you know, when we were 30 points, um, five or, or something, whatever the score was, then I started cooling down a bit against Australia. So, I mean, even if we're up 20 points against the All Blacks, I'm not going to cool down until that final whistle's blown. In saying that, I think we win... You know, within within five points, I'm gonna say six. My margin is us by six. That's 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 what I'm thinking. But once again, last week I said Marco from Starving shouldn't be in the bot team. What do I know? What the fuck do I know? So you know what? I'm, I'm speaking with my heart here. If we're if we're being if we're being transparent, right? Well, that is all the time we have for this week, folks. Thanks for joining us on another episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Go check out the socials and give us a follow. We'll also be posting the pod on YouTube if you're a bit more of a visual learner at some point soon. So keep an eye out for that. And uh, we'll be back next week to review what should be really the Rugby Champs Decider with one of the funniest men to come out of South Africa. I know it's not Keegan. We'll see you then.